0: Wide ball Tamani smoking Joe Oh yeah it's a thumbs up and Calaveri pops it up there's the little high ball the wide ball
1: Salama. he's got a roadie shell with him whoa the try has been given and are up in Laotoka. What a game. Absolutely staggering atmosphere there. You didn't expect anything else, did you? Taking uh, Super Rugby to the islands is such a great idea. And when you see a result like that, how good their inclusion in the competition. Uh, absolutely brilliant. As Laotoka's uh, Churchill Park erupted with that applause. Fijian Drew's 25-24 defeat of the defending champion Crusaders has shaken up the table and proven, at home in particular, they will not be any easy beats or anything like it. Uh, Elsewhere, the Chiefs cruised uh, against an underpowered Highlanders side, although they did welcome back three All Blacks. Uh, Australian teams went toe-to-toe with close results in all three matches. And a chance to review it now with uh, The Raw's rugby editor, Christy Doran. Uh, You can check out his work at theraw.com.au and plenty to talk about, uh, Christy, uh, on air and in your columns as well. Um, You've been advocating Fiji to be included in the rugby championship um, on the evidence of what we saw there. I think um, it's starting to become a little bit more serious in the conversation.
0: Smitty, great to join you. And look, I haven't just been advocating on the back of one match. I think I've been probably advocating it for a couple of years. And I think in addition to that, Japan really needs to be seriously considered coming into the, the TRC because it's it's stale, isn't it, the rugby championship? And it has been for a long time. There's not a huge amount of excitement about it. But when you see what we see on a weekly basis up in Fiji, which is screaming fans that are the best fans in world rugby just about, we see them on a, a tournament basis in the World Series 7s and they bring a, a huge amount of energy and voice To any day, whether it was day one or day three of the World Series Sevens, and and Japan too. We saw how wonderful they were at the 2019 World Cup where they're knocking off some of the big nations of the world, yet Super Rugby and Sanzar officials have the audacity to continually talk down not only their high performance, but what they can bring particularly financially to the table. Super Rugby and, and particularly the TSC have to look at themselves and go, well, how do we Become like the Six Nations because our tournament is chalk and cheese at the moment.
1: It is, it is chalk and cheese, you're right, and you're right, and it is not something you actually stand up and say, Gosh, this rugby championship starts uh, in about two months' time, I can't wait. I don't hear many people saying about that. Maybe because uh, this, um, this actually, this uh, Super Rugby uh, Pacifica is uh, starting to shape up quite nicely. Um, with teams on both sides of the Tasman Of course in the Drua But overall uh, that Drua performance Against um, a Crusaders side Which was devoid of a few stars Did Scott Robertson take too much of a chance?
0: Well he probably took too much of a chance Against the Waratahs last year And ended up coming away from Leicardt Losing as well uh, I, I think on the measure of it You can understand it Particularly in a World Cup year Because players have to be rested under not only All Blacks Protocols, but uh, the Wallabies too. You will see throughout the year, coaches have to make a decision, do we rest a play here or there? And when you consider it, it's five and a half hours from Sydney, I'm not quite sure what it is from Auckland, but it's a long trip to get to Fiji, and when you consider it the taxing nature, the physicality, the heat, the humidity, you, if you weigh it up and you go, can we get away with it, should we get away with it, you uh, I think sides will continue to, to risk it, and I can understand it. VG were great, they could, they were, but the Crusaders were just out in their feet, gassed after 30 minutes. And the only bloke that looks comfortable, comfortable enough out there, Sam Whitelock, he is the only guy that just continues to get the business done. So consistent, not pushing passes, did the basics well. But the rest of them have really got to hang their heads in shame.
1: Okay. Right, uh, the Brumbies 23, um, the Queensland Reds 17, so the Brumbies haven't done much in terms of bonus points, but they've been consistent. Um, what did you make of this performance?
0: Oh, look, it was a pretty open game where the, the referee there, James Dolman, just let... It was a bit of a dog's breakfast at the, at the breakdown, and you saw guys like Sulli Yasi Bunavale playing the ball on the ground, despite losing his feet and being on the ground at the breakdown, down and it was it was a bizarre game but it had its moments and the Reds, you could see the, the class that James O'Connor brought off the bench and came on after, after directly after half time and he kind of changed the game and it was there for the taking, they got held up across the line a couple of occasions it's a funny thing, the Reds and the Bumbies though they've had about 5 games separated by under 5 points in the last 5 appearances and It was a bit like that Blues and Hurricanes game. You you could see it coming, you could see it coming, and and just like the Hurricanes, the Reds couldn't get it done. Um, But I think they will continue to grow if they can keep their roster uh, fit and stable. We we saw them; they just got blown off the park by the Hurricanes a couple of weeks earlier. Well, they're they're starting to pull some things together, and I I think they will be a threat going forward, particularly at home.
1: Do you feel then that uh, James O'Connor on the evidence of what you saw uh, should be seriously on Eddie Jones's um, uh, scrap of paper that he's uh, putting together at the moment?
0: Yeah, I- I'd be staggered if he's not included in a-, in a Wallabies camp in April. I just think that the guy has turned his life upside down from where he was a decade ago to where he is now. He was thrown out of, of the Wallabies in 2013 after probably the shore that broke the camel's back was an incident at an airport. But now you look at him and he's mature. He's poised. And he also makes players around him look better. And that's the really defining feature of him at the moment. People feel comfortable with him when he's out there. I just wonder whether or not is he... Can he play elsewhere other than fly half? And he can because he has in the past. He was the outside centre of the 2019 World Cup. And... He's played full back a lot in the past and inside centre. I would like just to see him. What else can he do elsewhere? Because he's, he's a guy, he's only 32, he's not even that old.
1: On Friday night, uh, the Chiefs continued to set the bar on this side of the Tasman 28 7 over the Highlanders, who can't uh, take a trick at the moment, it, it seems. Um, on the back of some really good form from Sean Stevenson, a couple of tries for him, but. Uh, the back three or four for the All Blacks is, um, is always pretty well populated. Sean Stevenson, though, might be making a bit of a statement.
0: I think he's, he's been on the cusp for about two or three years, hasn't he? A guy mm. that's got a pretty freakish ability to finish tries. I think it's the little things. And we saw on, on that game that the Chiefs, I don't know if they got ahead of themselves, but they were pretty frantic. They were looking like they were trying to score a try with every play. And that's the thing with Stevenson that probably would concern Ian Foster is whether or not he's got the maturity in his game to pick his moments. But you're right, you're pretty well blessed in that back three and we haven't even seen Will Jordan come back yet. But it'll be intriguing. Geordie Barrett continues to impress at 12, doesn't he? It'll be intriguing to see how that All Blacks Backline configuration works. Uh, Is the Blues experiment still? Well, it's not even an experiment, but it is in the All Blacks level. Is Bodie Barrett a 10 or is he a 15? Because I don't know if you can have guys playing them out of positions. uh, That's the crucial piece of the puzzle, is how do you get these individually brilliant players together humming? And and, uh, I'm glad I'm not the one that's having to come up with that All uh, Blacks backline.
1: What about those Waratahs? Uh, they visit Melbourne at the weekend, probably the second time they've been there actually in two weeks, Thirty-four can't get the job done again. What about those? What about this side under Darren Coleman?
0: Well, they certainly overachieved last year. You consider that they didn't win a game in 2021, and, and they made the finals. They got beaten by the Chiefs last year in the quarterfinals. And... Uh, there was a lot of expectation. You know, Darren Coleman isn't backwards and going forwards. He was saying, no, we should be a, a top four, top five side. Yes, we're not there yet in terms of we're still young, we're growing. But from where we were last year, the expectation is top four. Was making references to being you know, in Sydney, being a big state in Australia, should be the Chicago Bulls, should be a side that people look up to. But unfortunately, they were flat they're probably not quite there from a preparation perspective with a lot of their players not featuring in trial matches. And they were beaten out of the gates against the Brumbies, came back well against the CG Drua last week. We saw them blow two tries in the first 15 minutes on Friday night against the Rebels. And, and then Reece Hodge, Rocky Anderson, a former Australian sevens player, two kicks between them and two tries. And it was, they, they never looked comfortable out there breakdown still was a mass attacking breakdown. It kind of resembled a Wallaby side really. The attacking breakdown in Australia is probably the biggest work on right across the five franchises. And 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 it just seems that they're flat. You can see the devastated looks in the in the dressing sheds. They were seriously flat. And people like Michael Hooper aren't able to change games at the moment like what we always expected and have seen for the last decade. So Selection's going to be a big, big thing for Darren Coleman and and the Waratahs are playing the Hurricanes followed by the Chiefs, the Brumbies, and then they've got the Blues only a week or two later than that. So four of the heavyweights that they're going to be coming up against in the next six weeks, it's really season-defining this next little patch. But selection's the big one for him.
1: Chris D. Doran we're talking to uh, and... uh... We were looking very closely at uh, Super Rugby over the weekend uh, and the game of uh, the round from a New Zealand perspective was the Blues visiting Wellington uh, to play the Hurricanes uh, without Ardie Savier of course which was the most talked about thing at the end of round two um, and uh, the Blues getting it done away from home which is uh, the record I think is now 15, uh, 15 from 17 or 16 from 18 which is pretty damn good in, in that run but they didn't of course win the grand final.
0: Yeah, right. They didn't. And yeah, look, they looked like they were going to be run over the top at the end. There There was debate between Carl Tanana and, and others about whether or not they should have been opt, uh, opting for a scrum. Um, in the end, uh, just the, the defence, the stoic defence. And we saw it for 40 minutes from the Hurricanes, but the Blues managed to aim up right at the end there. And Dalton Papali, Jeezy's a good player. And that's another really heavily contested spot at the moment is the back row, but Lee, geez, he's he's a mature guy, he's abrasive, he's physically strong. He was probably the reason why the Blues hang on there. I thought that the kicking game from Barrett wasn't brilliant in the second half, but he showed what he can do when he runs the ball, because he made two half line breaks there around the 60-minute mark, and, and it looks like he might be able to Pull out some of that magic that we often see but in the end there was there's was no tries there but a penalty goal and they managed to um, swallow their pride by taking the shot at goals great game great physicality New Zealand rugby at its best though isn't it they just managed to just roll up for each other and, and that's the thing from the Australian perspective you go gee, wouldn't it be great if we see that from more than the Brumbies because they're the only side that can do it in Australia
1: pretty sure Aaron Major and Moana Pacifica might have targeted the force and thought, uh, if we're going to win one uh, in Australia, this might be our baby, and uh, they just missed out by three.
0: They did, and you feel for them, but it was probably the worst back 50 minutes I've ever seen of a super rugby match. That was. There's no two ways you can say it. it was. It was awful. The accuracy was completely missing from the force. There was yellow cards turning into red cards, and neither side is really able to take their opportunities. Look, they've got a lot of ground to make up. Uh, The force will be saying to themselves, and Simon Cron, a a man and a name that's very well known in New Zealand, he's talked all about mindset. The force need to improve their mindset because more often than not, when when the game's in the balance, in the past they've lost these matches. But for the second time in three weeks, they beat the Rebels coming from two tries down and to, to overcome them right at the death in the opening round of the Super Rugby, They managed to win a penalty right at the end, right in the depths of the game and you can see how much it means to them. If they can find a bit of polish uh, going forward, then, then they might be in some fringe contests, and they will clearly target games against the Highlanders and home matches against sides that maybe rest players. But They're going to be in for a very long year, particularly when guys like Isaac Rotter are out injured and and likely to miss a big, big chunk of this season. So it was grim watching, but uh, Moana Pacifica, look, they need need to just jag wins at home, don't they? And uh, it's good to see Fiji at the very least managing to show what the Pacific Islands can do. Uh, we can't together. This. This it's just the second year of this of this side in the Super Rugby comp. They were thrown together at the last moment. Um, Covid riddled twenty twenty two. I think patience is important for Moana Pacifica.
1: Christy Doran, uh, always good to chat to you, uh, mate. I, I appreciate your time this morning and um, your uh, perspective over Super Rugby around three with that to result in uh, Lautoka being um, the highlight, I think it's fair to say. Christy, um, I look forward to um, more too from you from theraw.com.au. Thanks for your time.
0: Thanks, Matthew. Cheers.